This is really awkward, okay? Uh, so I'm putting, it doesn't belong this way, but I'm not putting this on my head, okay? It's just not. All right, can you guys hear me fine? No? No. Oh, turn it on? Okay. Maybe I should do that first. Hello? There you go. Can you hear me now? Yes. Perfect, perfect. Uh, it is such an honor and a privilege uh, to be able to bring the word again um, to you guys. I'm not nervous as I was last time, so a little bit, uh, feel a little bit more uh, comfortable, I guess, because I kind of know most of you guys here, so it's a little bit different when you're around your family and kind of just, you know, being silly and stuff like that. Out here. So I'm good with that. Uh, so, but I'm really excited. The reasons why is because my mom is here. Uh, Maria Royal. She surprised me showing up today. Uh, she told me she was gonna she was gonna come, but you know I was just like, ah, we'll see. Um, uh, 10:30 is kind of early for my mom. So. Uh, but yeah, so. Amen. Yeah, so I think it's uh, I'm pretty excited to bring the word. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna preach on something that uh, that I I brought in Mexico, uh, but uh, I believe that. Uh, even every word that you speak, um, no matter where it is, God has something to say to certain people, to everybody differently. So what I do is I grab, um, I grab the bones of my my skeleton, as I call it, right, and I remove, I remove all the meat off of it. Um, that's all the wording, everything. I just keep the basic, simple stuff, and then I pray and ask God, okay, this is my skeleton. Add the meat to it. Um, you tell me what you want to tell uh, Harper City Church. Um, reasons why I do that is because I'm a practical person. Um, I don't like to just talk about theology all the time or talk about something so spiritual. Um, and then you guys go home and you're like, okay, how did I add that to my life? Uh, how do I add this to my, my, what I'm going through at home or what I'm going through my job or what I'm going through this? So I want to give you guys something that is like, okay, no matter what situation I'm in, I can apply this. No matter where I'm at, I can apply the word that we spoke, they spoke at Harper City Church, okay? So today, uh, we're gonna be talking about quicksand. All right, last week, last time I preached, I preached on, uh, uh, I believe it was uh, a box of chocolate. Uh, see, someone remember. Uh, a box of chocolate, so I like to do things that are a little bit creative. Um, I used to be a youth pastor, so it's, it's just the way I am. So we're gonna talk about quicksand, how to get out of quicksand, okay? Uh, and I'm gonna start off with, uh, Let's start off with the scripture of the day. Uh, let's go to Psalms 69. Let's read that first. So you can guys get a text, text of what, where I'm coming from. Psalms 69. If you open your Bible right in the middle, you'll be able to find it. 69, verse 1 to 3. And it says this. From, uh, written by uh, David, King David. Save me, O God. I'm going go, go to I'm gonna read from the message version. God, God, save me. I am in over my head. Quicksand under me. Swamp water over me. I'm going down for the third time. My, I'm hoarse from calling you for help. My eyes searching the skies for God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just ask you, God, just do what you have to do today. Be God. Lord God, I just ask you that you soften up every heart, every, every person that's here today to receive a word from you. 
God, because one word, just one, just one word from you can change our life for, forever. So I just ask you, God, that you plant a word inside of us, God. Even me as I preach, God, that you speak to me, give me new revelations, God. God, correct me, Lord God, for my life and everything, Lord God, even through this message, God, because all this applies to me too. Lord God, so I just ask you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Sometimes we gotta pray, we gotta pray that. Me too, okay? So I'm gonna start off like this. Have you ever been dri driving down the road, okay? <laughs> And you're driving, and you're driving, you're driving, and you feel like you know where you're going, right? And you're like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And then you realize that you're lost. <laughs> and then you keep on driving, and hopefully, hopefully you're going to find something that you remember. And be like, oh, now I know where I'm at. And then you realize... No, I'm lost. <laughs> See, that happens to me all the time. That actually happened to me on Wednesday. I didn't, I, I didn't admit it on Wednesday when we were, uh, we went out to the Bronx Zoo, and my wife and my mom and my my sister-in-law on the back complaining about, ah, how we missed the exit. I'm like, I know where I'm going. And me and my dad right next to me were like, yeah, we lost. Got to turn around. <laughs> and, and so my, I'm happy for my dad because he had my back. My dad had my back. He was like, no, we just missed the exit. We were fine. Oh no, we were lost. We got to go all the way around. Uh, so. Sometimes we go into these moments that we, we get deeper and deeper, more lost and more lost and more lost. And a lot of, a lot of us feel that that's our life. Mm. That things just get worse and worse and worse. And you don't even realize that things are getting worse. You see, we all have quick, quicksand experiences. Where we feel that everything is just shrinking. You're sinking and you're sinking, and the pressure is just getting higher and higher. We all go through these moments in our lives that things just get worse and more worse and more worse. Quicksand experiences. You see, quicksand happens in a very slow motion. It goes really, really slow. Sometimes you don't even realize that you're sinking. I mean, how many of you guys have kids or people that you know that you're like, you shouldn't go that route. You shouldn't do this. And little by little, you just see them sinking, sinking, and sinking. You see, we can all move into quicksand. And we all go through those motions of quicksand where things get worse and worse. To, but, God, but God, lets us all go through those quick, quicksand experiences to grab our attention. We all go through quicksand experiences to grab, so God can grab our attention. Quicksand is something that shows up to show you that you depend on God. Quicksand is a time where God is trying to pull something out of you or so put something in you that you need to reach your purpose, your destiny, where God has called for you to come, become, where, we, where God has called you to become, okay? Quicksand, we all go through it. You see, we all go through those moments in quicksand when we don't want to pray. When we read our Bibles when we have time. 
that we feel that we're just sinking more and more and not even realizing it. Going on Sunday services, on church, to church on Sunday services, and think that's going to be enough to sustain you for the rest of the week. Not ever connected to God. Not ever looking for the source. And all we're at, we're in quicksand. To the point that we don't even realize that we're going under and under to the point that we're so numb to God's voice and what God said telling us to do. And that's a scary place for a Christian. I mean, if you're not a Christian and you're here, we welcome you. But for Christians, that's scary. To say that you follow God and, and, say, and not speak to him all week. Today, David talks about quicksand. See, David is an emotional person. He's like me. One day, I mean, I mean you guys have this happen people in your lives, right? One minute they're happy, next minute they're like all magenta, or they don't, like, you don't know what you're going to get with them. One minute they have, they have problems, the next minute they're happy, and, and you don't really know what you're going to get with these people. David is in that point of his life. He feels like he's in quicksand. Everyone is coming against him. All his enemies, he doesn't see God, and he's like, God, where are you? I mean, how many of us have asked us, asked ourselves that, or asked God, God, where are you? Where are you? I mean, I've been praying, I've been reading my Bible, I've been doing things right, I mean, I've been going to church on Sunday, but where are you? Now that I need you in this situation, where are you? That's what faith is at right now. I remember uh, a cartoon of this guy, he's walking, going to his destination, where God has called him to be. And he's the guy is walking, and he's walking, and as he's walking, he feels these little pebbles being thrown at him. These little, little rocks just being thrown at him, and he's like, ah, oh, man, that hurt. And he's like, oh, another little rock, ah, oh, man, that hurt. God, where are you? Do you see that they're attacking me? And then Jesus is in the background saying, look behind you. And the guy looks back, and Jesus says, hey, you take care of those little rocks while I take back, I'll take care of these boulders. Yes. See, we don't see God. But you don't understand that God is taking care of everything that needs to be taken care of on the back end. Yes. So all God is asking us is to take care of the little things. Right. Just take care of the little things. While he takes care of the big things. So... I'm going to give you five steps. So just in case, I know a lot of you guys like to go hiking. I'm going to give you five steps to get out of quicksand. When you're hiking and you're going somewhere, I'm going to give you five steps to get out of quicksand. Okay? Here we go. First step of getting out of quicksand. The minute you get stuck in quicksand, they tell you, take off your backpack or anything that can hold you down. Matthews 11 28 
Come to me, all that employs labor and heavenly burden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Amen. That's right. I ask you today, what is it in this walk that's holding you back? What is it in your life right now that's holding you back from reaching your potential, reaching what God has called you to become? Some, I, I know there's some of you guys here that God has been speaking to you. Some of you guys are evangelists, prophets, missionary, missionaries. God has been speaking to you. You should be on this altar preaching. And God has been speaking to you and you have been doing nothing. But we have to let go of what God has. We have to let go of all those things that are behind us that already happened to reach where God has for us. What is it? What's in your bag? What's in your wallet? But what's in your bag? What's in your bag? What are you holding in these bags? Is it a brick of pride? That you don't want to hear anything? You think you know it all? And I'm preaching to myself. So when I say you, I say me. Because this always hits home first. I got to deal with this. The word of God is like a double-edged sword. It goes that way and it comes this way. But what is it in your life that no one can say anything to you? Is it pride? Is this the thing that God is asking you to let go? Is it bitterness? That we complain about everything when God is trying to do something big in you. Is it unforgiveness? Who's that person that hurt you that you still haven't forgave? What are those relationships is that people that we don't talk to because we forget? Oh, but I forgave them already. Listen, if you still, when you see them, you still crunch inside, you still want to smack them when you see them. <laughs> Let's be real in church. When we feel that, when we feel that something we wish something would happen to us, you have not forgave from a deep part. See, you can't reach. You can't reach what God has for you. You can't reach the next level or, or, or the next planet or the next level or the, the next blessing that God has for you if you're still holding unforgiveness. If you're still holding bitterness and pride. How much more lighter do I feel just having the backpack off? Yeah, yeah, right. Why not just let it go and, let, and, and, and just move on with your life? You know, I always tell people this. I, and this is something that I learned from my, my brother. I'm not going to let people live rent-free in my mind, in my heart. I'm not going to let people, while they're sleeping fine, I, still, I, I'm, I can't even sleep. What is it? That's in your bag. Is it addiction? Say it again. Is it addiction? Addiction to pornography. Drinking, smoking, <laughs> partying, eating. That's all an addiction. 
to eat or you want to drink something or you want to, or you, like, you feel like everything, like when everything is crumbling down and you got to depend on something other than God, it's an addiction. What is it that we're addicted to? And we're addicted to work? That we can't take five minutes to talk to God and say, hey, I just want to thank you for this beautiful house, my beautiful wife. I know we're going through some stuff right now, but I just want to thank you for her life. Everything that holds you from reaching your potential, right, and you constantly got to keep doing it, is an addiction. If you can't stop doing something for more than a week or a month, and you're, and you're like, oh man, I got to have this, I got to have this, it's an addiction. And God needs you to let that go so you can reach your potential and reach your purpose. Yes. See, I have an addiction on food. I know you guys, last time I preached, I looked a little bit slimmer. Because I love food. But we have to be careful what we're putting our trust in. Where are we putting all our, what we are, we're going through something that is not Jesus? Is it worry? Do you worry about everything that you have no control over? That's my biggest problem. My biggest. When I, when I was writing these down, I was like, what do I struggle with? The last one, I was like, man, I need four, I need four. Come on, I need four. I have four bricks at home, I need four. Bro, right? <laughs> I have four bricks, I need four. And I said, what is it that I, what is it that I need? And God told me, Angel, you always want to be in control. You always want to be in control. When you're not in control, you worry. When things don't go to plan according to my plans, the way I turned it out, I decided had it in my mind to turn it out, that it was going to turn out, I worry. You see, there's a saying. There's a saying that worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do while going nowhere. <laughs> Worry is like a rocking chair, gives you something to do while going nowhere. If we have no control over it, let go, let God. Why worry? So I ask you, what is it that you need to let go? We all have something. We all have something. Just because I preach and I stand up here doesn't mean that I'm exempt from this. So they tell you when you get, I mean, you get caught in quicksand, the first thing is let go of everything you have on. Everything that can hold you down. The second thing they tell you to do is the most simplest one. Relax. Because everybody gets stuck. I mean, I don't know if you guys see the movies. People get stuck in the and come and say, ah, 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 I'm stuck. Like, no, they say, just relax. The more you move, the more faster you go down. The Bible says in Psalms 46.10, be still 
and know that I am God. Some of us need to hear that this morning. Yep. Be still. Everything, you don't have to have control over everything. Amen. Stop complaining. Just be still. Know that he is God. He has you in the palm of his hands. He has your life in control. There's nothing unseen. There's nothing that he, that, that he, he God doesn't go, oops. <laughs> the day that God says, oops, is the day that he ceases to be God. <laughs> he has everything under control. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. Third thing we got to do. So the first is what? Let go. Second is what? Relax. Third thing we need to do is breathe. <laughs> breathe. They said that if you're getting stuck in quicksand, as long as you have breath in your lungs, you cannot go under. Hmm. That's interesting. <clears throat> Look it up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most weirdest thing to it's the most weirdest thing to look up, right? I mean that quicksand. It's like quicksand in Connecticut, right? <laughs> right? Psalms 50, Psalms 56 says, everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say complain to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Trusting in God. Amen. All he's asking for us is to trust. Mm -hmm. I got you this far. Mm -hmm. I got you this far. I'll get you to the end. I'll get you to the end. Just breathe. Number four. They say, lay down. <laughs> lay down. They say, if you get stuck in quicksand, let go of your stuff. So you get stuck in quicksand and let go of everything. Right? Relax. Breathe. And just lay down. Lay down. As long, most people wouldn't believe this. What do you mean lay down? I'm going to sleep. No, they say lay down because your body floats. So they say lay down. Lay down. It says in 2 Chronicles 17, 14. If my people shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal the land. What is it that we need to ask forgiveness for? What is it that, what is it that in our lives that we, we still haven't let God go? We haven't let go to God. What is it that we still haven't laid down? And see, when you lay down, what you're doing is you're humbling yourself to God. You're surrendering your life to God. God says, you have no control over it. That situation's already out of your control. Why not humble yourself to me that I have it, I can take care of it. I have it in control. And as I was reading this this morning, God brought me to this. Mark 6. 
And it says, And he said to them, Well did Isaiah the prophet. For all you hypocrites, as it as is written, like it is written, the people that honor me by their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's called, when we surrender to God, we surrender everything. And when, when we speak out of our mouths, we got to live it out. Because there's a, there's a world out there that's watching us. And we can't say that we surrender to Jesus and we worship Jesus and we criticize everything they're doing. Like we didn't do. You know, and... It's crazy because it's a hard pill to swallow. Because when I read it this morning, I was like, oh, man. God, that hurts. It made me think of all those times that I have preached and said certain things and done certain things, but I then I my actions speak completely different than what I just said. Listen, we don't have it all together. We don't. We are all unperfect people looking for a perfect God. We all make mistakes. We all do. But if we want visible transformation, we got to live what we preach. We have to. And that all starts when we humble ourselves to God. And say, you know something, God? I don't have it all together. I'm not the most perfect person. Amen. But I'm willing to try. So it says lay down. You gotta lay yourself down. Amen. Thank you, God. The Bible says also, deny, your, pick, deny yourself, pick up the cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Lay yourself down. And we gotta follow Jesus. We have to follow Jesus. If we want visible transformation, it starts in here as a church. We gotta live what we're preaching. So number one, remove your backpack. Remove your remove anything that holds you. Number two, relax. Number three. Breathe, people, breathe. Number four, lay down. Number five, and last one, find something to lift you up or and lift you out. Mm, thank you, Lord. So find something to lift you up and lift you out. What are you holding on to that can get you up? We gotta hold on to God. When we're going through these quick quicksand experiences, we have to hold on to God. And this is the major part as a church. Because a lot of times we wanna do things on our own. We don't want people to know our struggles and what we're going through. But we were not designed to do life alone. Amen. I need you and you need me. Amen. We need each other to get out of quicksand. Who are we holding on 
to? Who are those people that are speaking into our lives? You see, one thing about me and my wife, we don't let everyone speak into our lives. We don't. If you're going to tell me your problems or something you don't like, I'm cool with that. I'm so cool with that. And we're going to come up, we're going to come with a solution or we're going to pray. But I'm not going to let you just gossip. I'm just not, I'm not going to give you my ear. We're, me and my wife, we, we are really careful on who we let speak to us. Speak into us. It just doesn't happen. Who is it that's speaking into you? There's a saying that says, show me who you walk with and I'll show you who you are. Because the same people that you're letting speak into you, as, uh, that's the person you're going to end up becoming. If you let people just speak gossip into you, or when you're going through something, ah, man, that person hurt you, you should have smacked them, or you should have done this, you should have done that, you should have done this, you should have done that. Is that solving anything? Is that, bring, is that bringing that person closer to Jesus? Are we getting closer to Jesus? So we have to find people that can, that can really speak into, not people that just say whatever we, we want them to say, like there's, that's just say yes to everything. Yes. You have an idea? Yes. Don't have nothing bad to say. Don't have like, you know what I'm saying? Like, me personally, I love people to tell me, Angel, that's a great idea, but I don't think that's going to work. I love those people on my team. I love those people. Because I love to debate that stuff. I love it. I love it. I don't want people to always say yes, 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 yes to everything I say. Or yes to every idea I have. I have a team of people, of pastors. I have a team of pastors that literally mentor me. Say, hey man, you gotta take it easy. Hey man, you can't be taking, you can't go preach over there. Oh, that was a great, that was a great, that was, yeah, that was a great invitation. You can't be preaching over there. Hey man, you need to, you need to slow down. Hey, are you spending time with your wife? Hey, are, are you being a good husband? Are you being a good dad? When I'm going through something, I go up to them, hey man, I'm just struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. Okay, let's pray about it. Or when I'm going through something, they'll tell me, hey Angel, man, you're wrong. No, 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 no. Oh, but my wife, and, 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 and this happens to me, I'll tell them, man, man, my wife, man, she don't understand me. Right? But my, my wife doesn't understand me. They'll be like, Angel, you're wrong. We need those people to tell us or see a different side of what we're looking for, like of what the situation is. A different view. Pastor, tell me what you see. Water bottle. Tell me everything you see. Water, label, cap, water, plastic. Let me tell you what I see. Purified water, 16.9 fluid ounces, 500 milligrams. I see it clear. It's clean. Um, it has like splashing water here and there. It has the brand. Is he wrong for what he sees? No. I see Maine, Connecticut, New York, five cent refund. <laughs> My son always likes a five cent refund. <laughs> he's like, he's having me on Facebook. You see that he had like 40 something dollars just by cashing these things in. But we're still seeing the same thing. 
I'm just seeing it in a whole different way. We need people in our lives to say, hey, I know what you see, but I'm looking at it in a different angle. It's still the same thing we're seeing. It's still a water bottle, but he just sees something completely different in our, in, in the, like, on the label than I am. Who are those people that are willing to say, hey, I know what you, I understand what you're going through, but I see it in a different way, and this is what I see. Let's pray about it. Let's see what God has to say. So, even Jesus went through quicksand experiences before the cross, for an example. He said, God, take it. God, take this cup. But let your will be done, not mine. He was going through a quicksand experience. But we have to understand as a church that God's will is bigger in our lives than the plans. God's will is bigger in our life than the pain. Sorry. God's will is bigger for our, bigger than in our lives than the pain in our lives. So when you're going through these motions and these moments of quicksand, remember, ask God. What is it I gotta let go? Then relax. Breathe and worship God. Humble yourself in the presence of God and find people to connect to. Find people that you can do life with. I promise things are gonna get better. You see, we all go through quicksand experiences. I'm finishing with this. We all go through quicksand experiences, but it's about knowing who to hold on to, what to do at those times. You may be feeling like you're in one right now, that things are not turning out too well in your life. You feel that things are getting worse and worse in your life. That those, right now you probably feel like you're sinking. You don't have a way out. I offer you the one that actually has a way out. His name is Jesus. Jesus never said that you would not go through something. But he promised you he'll walk with you through it. Amen. Thank you. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just come to you, God, thanking you, God, for just uh, this day. Lord God, I just ask you to remind us, Lord.